Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science. We've been on for 12 years with Voice America, World Talk Radio, and Syndicated. And I chose many years ago to make it a subject to save lives about the better education of your health and the water issues. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. We're located in Grants Pass, Oregon. Uh, Founder of products that you're probably very familiar with, Nature's Tears Eye Mist for Dry Eye, that has been sold in drugstores throughout the country and in China and South Korea and other countries. We're also the founder of BioMedWash, the eye wash that doesn't burn and blur, that is becoming exciting by and dominating a market for eye wash emergencies and first aid. And we have Nature's Mist, Face of the Water, to be used with your cosmetics and the skin. The topic of our show and the education with our products and throughout the world is what we're going to be teaching you about your body. The body is made up of about 80% water. And I'm going to teach you something that they haven't taught that we teach and why water in our products is 100% a tissue culture grade water, a trade secret water. Your body in the mother's womb is developing a certain percentage per organ of water and you won't be born until that development is complete, a percentage per organ. And I'm going to remind you of what that is. Did you know that the surface of your eye is 99% water? What is dry eye? It's evaporation of water at the surface of the eye. Did you know the brain is 80 to 85% water and in the womb, The brain and the eyes connect at the same moment together. Why? Because when you're born, that eyelid opens and the surface of your eye begins what's called a water evaporation, living with the water vapor of the air's evaporation. The brain, if you're not getting enough moisture out of the evaporation of the atmosphere, your brain will do... kick in and help you out. What happens if that isn't enough to challenge? What is dry eye? Over a billion people worldwide are suffering because of dry eye leading to vision impairment and to blindness. What is the most important thing for the organ of the eye? Water. 100%. And that's what nature's tears eye means, guys. Your lungs. 75 to 80% water. The liver, 70 to 75. Your skin. Your skin is 70 to 75. What is happening to the skin? Melanoma is out of control worldwide. People are finding you can even get melanoma of the eye. That's over evaporation of what is happening, again, living with the water vapor of the air. 
It's water. The blood, 50% water. Your heart, 75 to 80% water. Your kidneys, 80 to 85% water. Your muscles, 70 to 75% water. Now, something is going to be fascinating here for you. Your teeth are 8 to 10% water. Your bones, 20 to 25 percent. What are what is what is our life on this planet Earth? Now, at the very beginning of Earth, there was that blue ribbon, that blue ribbon across around the whole planet Earth. It had water in it, but it hadn't dropped yet. It had just was into that blue ribbon. All of a sudden, living with the universe and the way the solar system was had something go a direction, the earth began to have a a droplet of water come out of that blue ribbon in different places of the world. We call it rain coming down. What created where we're at today? Everything is from, been created by water. It's everything that that makes life on earth. Everything you're looking at is because of water. Your body requires it or you wouldn't be living. And what happened to all these diseases? Have you been educated about this? No. My research, and we put millions of dollars behind this with the research center, with what we've been studying that needs to be proven and educated. We need to be more proactive about health education. And how, what's, what's the stem and root of our problem? Let's say root to the stem of our lives. What's been created here from everything is water. Everything we breathe, everything we eat, everything that we are drinking, you've got to drink no less than eight to ten glasses of water a day, and drink your water one glass at a time. Don't sip it. Your water. We've started hearing about all these diseases. No cures, but remissions. Have you been satisfied with the fact it's just remission? I'm not. I want you to be educated. I want you to be in the Health Olympics with all of us worldwide. And that's going to be what our show is going to be about today. I want you to be educated. And the scientists that are listening and the people all over the world and the physicians that come and listen to our show and you as listeners will learn. Be proactive. We do press releases after every show and blogs for the educator. Join us. Become a member of this Health Olympics and listen closely because the show every week is teaching you what we're studying out loud, like in our own laboratory with our guests that are special all over the world. Today, we're going to have Tony Phillips in Australia. And the reason Tony and I thought we'd get together is Tony's background has been extraordinary for over 40 years in marketing, how to educate in promotions and advertising. We're going to be learning how we can get the Health Olympics of edu- better education and being proactive as members with each other worldwide to be vain and learn more about how we could teach you about health issues and what needs to be taught so that everybody goes home with that baby and begins to be educated from birth 
and all ages, everybody worldwide, about what you can do to take better care of yourself. And when they diagnose something and you find out you have a challenge, an obstacle, a weakness, you begin to study. You begin to listen of everything you can to be in the Health Olympics. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed, Nature's Missed Face of the Water, and BioMedWash. And we'll be back with Tony Phillips in Australia. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, I want to introduce you to Tony Phillips in Australia. Tony has got a background that is extraordinary. He's a very ambitious fellow. I've met him here in the United States many, many years ago, but he went back to Australia as a young man. And he's going to tell us something about his background. And our goal today is with his extraordinary, unusual ambitions and success, is we're going to learn today, like we're standing in a laboratory talking together, about how we can educate the world about health, education, being more proactive, being vain about yourself, be in the Health Olympics, be in training about how you can take better care of yourself with knowledge and listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and World Talk Radio, and all of our scientists that we bring on from all over the world, scholars, authors, people that are dedicated to finding cures and problems that we can find. Tony, you started out in when you left the United States after being a student exchange, and you went with the J.C. Williamson Productions Group, which was a group of entertaining. But I want you to tell our audience about your life 
and where you came from as a young man and where we're going today. Thank you, Sharon, and thank you for having me on your program. It's a great uh, privilege and, uh, and it's exciting. Um, yes, as you say, Sharon, we met when I was an exchange student to Grants Pass, Oregon, um, and that's a few years ago. Um, I came back and I did start my career in the entertainment industry with uh, tour management, stage management, and working with some of the greats. In hindsight, I didn't realize how lucky I was to be working with people from as diverse as uh, popular attractions like Fleetwood Mac, The Clash, uh, right through to Peter Allen meeting Bob Hope, um, Joni Mitchell, and the, the extraordinary times for a young person. That, um, that time of my career then changed. I went into the advertising industry um, in here in Melbourne and ended up running one of Australia's, well, in fact, Australia's largest advertising agencies. Uh, we had a, a, a broad range of clients, many retailers, um, particularly food retailers, supermarkets, um, and um, a world-famous brewer, Carlton United Brewers, which brews Fosters around the world or did at that stage, financial services. Um, my career then progressed, and I went to client side about probably 15, 20 years ago, or 15 years ago, and I went to Coles, uh, which was one of our clients, um, which was um, one of the preeminent supermarket chains. And really that focus then was around, I guess, uh, they've got a price proposition, but very much a fresh food proposition. Um, I'll just continue on with my career, but we'll come back to that food component because it's so important. Um, I then uh, made a transfer to uh, the competition, moved to Sydney. Um, I'm based in Melbourne, moved to Sydney, and um, was the chief marketing officer of Woolworths. Um, and then of recent times, have been the chief marketing officer of News Corp Australia, the media business. I left news in um, December last year or January earlier this year, and of recent times have been relaunching the brand of Sky News uh, Arabaya, but based in Abu Dhabi for the last few months. So it's been quite a roller coaster of a career. It's just it's been a career that's kind of happened um, at times by chance, sometimes by design, but uh, never, never, never been boring. Your background is what I wanted today. Is I want the audience to hear, and I'm going to be dedicating this. In fact, we just did a press release today with the subject matter. And we'll be doing a press release, Tony, about this show, too. Uh, we do with all of them. But I'm convinced with your background is extraordinary and your uh, the versatility to your background to be able to talk today to me about the future of better health education for people to be understanding why the markets are open to people when they have products or new, new breakthroughs in science with the universities. Or let's say the products that are on the shelf that people think they know something about. The companies who invented them but maybe have not educated them enough about their health and the products yeah, and I what it's all about. Yeah, with, I think we're, with yeah, I think we're going through a really interesting stage at the moment because the there is, I mean, of course, all the work we were doing, you know, particularly regarding fresh food, is and all our research really had indicated that there was a, a lost generation of people who, and the two things really kind of going on here, it's all of a sudden food becoming a brand, and I'm meaning um, predominantly fast food, but significant advertising being done by 
um, branded food companies. So I'm talking about, you know, the McDonald's and the KFCs and the Burger Kings of the world. Um, and then those brands really becoming Uber brands. I mean, brands as big as any other brand in the world. And then, and all of a sudden normalizing what had been in the past probably special treat food or special occasion food or Saturday night or Sunday lunch food into every day. At the same time, it seemed to be a generation of people um, who had just lost the skill or the desire due to maybe busy work lives, I guess the changing dynamic of the workforce um, in regard to the cap- capability or in fact the time and knowledge to be able to prepare and cook food. And so consequently what's happening is that people have normalised probably what was special special food into everyday food. Not only does that come at an extraordinarily high cost in regard to while people look at think that it's relatively inexpensive. When you add it up, it's actually very, it is very expensive. But at the same time, the balance of the diet in that is, is completely, you know, out of whack with what, you know, you normally should be consuming. Um, so I think that, you know, that the rise of the power of these mega food brands and the fact that there's no competition because the lonely greengrocer or, you know, the individual components of a meal have no capacity to compete at a brand level. Um, and that's some of the work we were doing with the supermarket is that while we had many things to sell, including numerous products that fitted into that category, we were endeavouring to try and give people the opportunity to work, to understand how to prepare you know, simple meals, not complex meals, meals that could be made in a relatively short period of time for a relatively low amount of money, but still nonetheless put a nutritious, well-balanced meal on the table and the pride associated with doing that. Uh, we utilised, um, with Coles, we utilised Chef Curtis Stone who's actually based in Los Angeles and he's had the good fortune of his restaurant just receiving a, a Michelin star but he's an Australian fellow that we have had a, had a relationship with for many, many years now and Curtis really worked very much closely with us on how do you actually develop a nutritious meal plan at a price point which is acceptable but still kind of gives people that confidence and that pride of putting that, that meal on the table. And that was being promoted under the brand of the supermarket because in its own right, our competition really was the alternative, which was not other supermarkets. It was actually fast food providers or easy food providers. So when you talked about vanity, it's very, very difficult to kind of maintain a kind of a I guess, a balanced diet, which ultimately leads to a better body image without having, when you're not actually putting the right food into the body. And I think that's one of the great challenges because you can you can legislate, but I think then that ultimately it turns people off. You can be at time quite sanctimonious and sound quite preachy, which means people actually don't like to be told what to do and people don't like to be instructed on how to eat. So it's a challenge that you've got to create a desire without actually looking like you're um, preaching to people um, because people just turn off. Well, isn't that, Tony, where we've learned and researched that the uh, education uh, about what, they, what the market, what people like your background can offer, the choice of the education so that they can think there will be people who would be turned off, but there will be people who would be turned on. Eventually, the people turned off could slowly begin to become vulnerable to the education and potentially 
maybe like the taste of something that is that they may be attracted to. But the membership of a health Olympics of people who want to be vain and they're vulnerable to those who are also wanting to be vain about how they eat, what they're drinking, how much water they're drinking, uh, how they're living their lives with a more proactive health issue at the Health Olympics worldwide. With a background like yours, how would you present that? If you were out there and somebody uh, gave you a contract and said, how do I attract people who want to be healthy? What have you, how do you think we should approach that for a membership to the Health Olympics? I think my, how would you go about that? Is, my point I was making is like, you, you simply can't tell people because people, in human nature is people invariably don't like to be told. So you have to, you have to encourage and you have to provide people with the information, as you say, the education, the information where they make up their own mind and they decide that this is something they wish to do. And I think that the, you know, how one would go about doing that, and in fact, it's kind of talk about it as the Health Olympics and I guess by way of example, using the Olympic movement, it's that, it's that challenge of success. And I guess people having goals and then being able to kind of meet those goals, but the goals are not unrealistic. It's small steps. It's kind of, it's an individual plan and I know there's lots of individual weight plans and there's all these different individual diet plans and people, you know, historically people kind of swing in and then swing out of them. But you have to give people some form of achievable goal and you have to actually educate them in a way that it becomes their idea. This is something they want to do. They're personally committed to it. They're not being told to do it. They're not being, filled. They're not made, being made to feel guilty by not doing it. As a lot of things do, a lot, there's a lot of guilt in this type of marketing. There's a lot of people saying, if you don't do that, you'll be this, and that's not what you want to be. And guilt is right. not a great way to motivate anyway, anyone. You know? So I think the plan would be you would have to, you would have to um, put together, I think, something which is, and I think that's the, the benefit of the global community that we live in. It's, it's points of view of comparison. It's points of view of... Um, I mean, I think just interesting enough, just the app on your phone, which tells you how far you've walked every day. Once you start kind of getting into looking at that, you go, oh, didn't walk as far as I did yesterday, and I probably should have. And all of a sudden, you've got a personal challenge rather than being told what to do. So it's, mm-hmm. it's education, but it's got to be done in, in a fun and engaging manner, in an entertaining way, that people actually feel yes, that they're entertaining. part of, now, that's your part of a movement. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what my I was background. after. Is how do you how would you entertain the world to become a member of the Health Olympics and and uh, be excited to be a vain person and to get to be along to something throughout the world that uh, all ages, all people think about how they're concerned about their health and be more proactive and join in on the future of a Health Olympics membership. How, what would be, you've had a background and an extraordinary background in all around the world and, and promoting and advertising and what you've done. What is the one word that you think that might attract people that might think, oh, I wonder what that's all about. What is the word, words that you would use in the, in, in attracting it? You're putting me on the spot, Sharon. Um, <laughs> I think, 
Well, I love the I word think, vain in Health Olympics. <laughs> well, I think well, I think vanity is an interesting word simply because probably in a lot of ways it's perceived to be in the well historically it's probably perceived to be a negative word that you know that being vain is not a desired. A but desired, can I back um, you attribute. up? I want to back you up for a second, Tony. I want you to think about something. I've thought about this for years. I remember years ago when I was in the high-end cosmetic field with nature's mist, face the water, before I got in the medical field. And the vanity. People weren't in the fashion industry. People love high fashion. Giorgio Armani, um, Oscar de la Renta, Donna Caron, Gucci, all of these. I mean, it's fun. And yeah. the thing is, is then they come over to the L'Oreal, the Revlon, the Estee Lauder, uh, by uh, uh, Shiseido. We could go on and on. Cosmetics and what they like. Um, the, 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 there's, now we're learning that in the food and what you drink and how you live your life, there's more than a fashion trend. There's the health Olympics offered to be vain. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, Tony, is I want the insurance companies worldwide, I want individuals not to be concerned if somebody thinks they're being vain about their health. The the gift of life on this planet living with the solar system every day. We're living on a planet that is moving in a rhythm every day with the universe, where yeah. it's exciting. And the reason I, I chose water that, that I found as a passion is because I found that people were taking that for granted and not being vain about what is making up lives of the root, the stem, and the whole revolution of everything that's been made possible is from water and the breath of life of your breathing. I brought to the show people from Qigong, Tai Chi, people all over the world from China and different countries, scientists who found new organs in the body that nobody had found yet. And they're all very respected worldwide, published worldwide, understanding there's a future here that we've got to be vain about how we live here to make the word eternity come back to our focus again. It's fun and make it a health Olympics trend. So that's one of the reasons I like it. Now I do know throughout the world, they were there for a while. They were thinking you don't be a snob and be vain. Don't try to make me feel you're better than I am. That kind of thinking. That's not what this is all about. This is enjoying an outlook and practicing it and then see how many people want to become a member of it just by by being vulnerable to who in the family. It's kind of like you're a family. You go out in your family and not everybody wants to eat that way or drink that much water and they want to just kind of shrug it off. But all of a sudden you notice, oh, that member of the family began to do it because they liked what they were seeing and they thought, you know... I want to feel better, too. Then you got another member of the family thinks, well, I might, too. That's what I'm saying. 
When you talked about some of those brands, I mean, each one of those brands that you mentioned at the start of that was regarding uh, in cosmetics, each one of them has a very, very defined brand personality. And I think this is what, in the, what hasn't happened in this space, the space that you're working in, is that there has been really no branded personality within it. I mean, it's a, it's a scientific business. You can talk about that at great length and it's all correct and it's all incredibly worthy, but the general public are not going to buy into it unless they feel there's a connection. And that connection comes through a, a mm-hmm. dedicated brand personality, which is a... Tr- you then talked about peer pressure, and I think that's more well, peer influence, let's say, not pressure. And that's exactly where this would go. Where one would go is to say, I, and, when, and if we call it vanity or we call it personal pride... It's there also this opportunity where people start feeling better about themselves. They're not being talked down to. They're not being made to feel guilty about what they're doing. I think because there's an enormous mm-hmm. amount of guilt in this type of marketing, um, and people don't like that. People don't want to be told. No, you don't want that. Wrong. You don't want that. You, you want people. It, it's got to be positive. It can't be trying to. Go you want on them the to. You that. want them to be look at so what they're not participating participating in and then all of a sudden say you know I don't like what I'm hearing there and then they it's like anything in marketing they take their time and there's certain people that don't see it all at once and I've learned in my personal appearances all over the country when you're out there doing what you're doing all of a sudden and all of a sudden you find yourself just because a person didn't like something doesn't mean they won't later it just means they want to check it out then there's people who instantly like it that maybe too quickly made a decision. And then you've got these people who went and became a very good customer, client, patient to the product and because they took time to get to know more about it. I call it being mm. more proactive. But the health of our climate worldwide and everything of the health individual becomes exciting when people can think, I'm going to try that. I want to see how it works. And your background is perfect for studying and working with them to find out what is, what is the key to getting people to stop and think about what we could offer them to read and study and research about. And that's fortunately what these shows are about, what the Internet is about. Have you ever been in a grocery store when a person's standing at the counter with their phone checking something out? Do they do that in Australia? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I mean, yeah, they the, power, do too. the power of marketing in the hand of the, of the consumer with the phone now, the phone which has gone way beyond being a phone, it's now basically a personal computer in your hand. Right. And what, you know, what's called beacons in the store, they're sending you messages um, the only, well, when I say the only problem, the, the, the issue is that it is, the, it is the, probably the very well marketed, the highly, you know, sophisticated, large budget um, packaged goods companies which have the capacity to send those beacons to interact with their consumers in such a manner. And quite frankly, you know, I guess the water companies or the fresh food companies or the individual components of fresh food don't get much of a chance because they simply don't have those budgets. They're not unified. There is no one particular brand for meat or vegetables. They're, they're components. And I think that's if you amalgamate that and you can somehow bring that to life. Tony, we're going to have to take our only break. We're going to take our only break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break for our sponsor. 
and we'll be right back. We're going to, with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, Nature's Mist Face of the Water, and Vial Medwash. We'll take a break with our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Tony Phillips in Australia. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Tony, when we took our break there for a moment with our sponsors, you were telling us, like, we, I brought up the fact is all of us all over have been to the grocery store or to wherever, and then the person standing there with their phone checking things out. The brand, the prices. Can they find a better price? And please help do whatever it may be. Standing there in the aisle. With our segment today, with the world to listen to, the world to think about being part of a health Olympics, being vain again. There's nothing embarrassing about having faith in this planet and being concerned about the individual health. And the health advantages are very important to the health of the planet. And your background is so extraordinary of what would be an exciting way to promote and some ideas in our laboratory of thinking today, how we could get people to start being more proactive about health advantages, health research, and, and, and taking part. What? How would you go about that with your background? You've been in the entertainment field. You've been in uh, the advertising field. You've uh, you've been ahead of a big store chain of of marketing uh, stores. You've had you've been with one of the biggest in the world with Sky News. You've been, you've had a lot of extraordinary experience. You've been a consultant throughout the world. How would you look at this? to get people excited about being vain about some of the directions to go 
and it's a promotion. It is always going to be a promotion for people to stop and think about how fun that is to be working with the people in Australia and Italy and over in Africa and Russia and all over the world uh, uh, about how we could all be part of this Health Olympics and enjoy each other worldwide and share with each other ideas and thinking like we're all in a laboratory together to be healthier. How would you go about that? I think that you, we, we talked earlier about um, peer influence, and I'm not suggesting um, celebrity endorsement, even though there's always a place for celebrity endorsement, but it's more at a basic peer-to-peer level of influence. Uh, I think the, the extraordinary rise of Instagram around the world um, is probably the largest growth platform that that company has at the moment, um, probably out-surpassing is the growth of the growth trajectory of Facebook. I mean, Instagram is going wild. Now, it's not just um, individual high-profile celebrities that are becoming influencers on that. There's a whole raft of people. And people, and I think that if you really, to make this work, you do need to tap into a retailer, ideally, or somebody with distribution, and you need to tap into a network, a communications network. Um, And there are some logical candidates of people that could do that. But if you get those type of partners on board, and as I said, whatever we do, we're not going to preach. We're not going to tell people what's wrong. We're going to, give, we're going to motivate people through engaging them, having fun, with, having fun with this, entertaining people, and really kind of building a network of people that actually support, communicate around the globe. And I think that, that, that you can build that channel and you can build that network. They're, they're out there as individuals that just need something to bind people together. And you need something that ultimately binds people together. And I think that's the power of marketing in, the present, in our present day is that while on one hand the world has got smaller, in many cases it's become more diverse and more fragmented because the media industry has become so much more fragmented. The days of just running a, a TV spot um, and achieving your goals are over. You know, there used to be basically you had a choice of radio, TV, maybe newspapers. Those days are over. There's such a fragmented media market now. There's so many different individual channels. It's very difficult to build a mass audience. So how do you get a mass audience? Is You get that through basically people really... It's, it's, um, it's, when I say it's peer influence and it's friends talking to friends. And it's... And I think if you kind of can create that and you create that by providing inspiration and then it starts to take off. And in each country, and I, it's, I won't mention, but I know well here, there's an Instagram, there's two girls on Instagram who have just simply started a business, um, which is all about exactly this, just lifestyle, life, health. It's not preaching. It's just engaging. They're not really out selling anything. It's not a, it's not a mm-hmm. diet plan. It's just simply, you know, here's how you can feel better, enjoy your life better, look better, and have learn, be educated, be happier. Don't you believe yeah, that so the you, key, a key is people think they're learning something that's not boring. It's something new they maybe hadn't heard of before. Keep them entertained with, this is something new. Here's something else. What do you know? What can you do to participate that maybe no one else you, has thought of? Yeah, you know, when yeah. I work with scientists, Tony, all over the world, they uh, Many of them say they graduated from the greatest institutions in the world, and they're world-famous scientists. But they've always said, Sharon, 
my grandmother had more common sense about all this than a scientist. People Mm. out in the world, in the hut, people over there in the neighborhood, at the kitchen table, the, the students, Tony, in schools have a lot of fun thinking. They think. They'd love to share as a student. We're talking about on my show starting here before long, having students be a host on here and take my place Mm. and let them interview people and talk to people, Um, not just me and myself or other scientists and maybe other people, but let the the young students. I I have to tell you this story. I was asked to be uh, a guest speaker in Upper New York near the Canadian border, off the Hudson River. And so Bill and I went by train to be a head speaker for assembly because they were going to be studying water. And the the faculty member knew I approach it differently in water than anybody else approaches it. I teach them about the water in their body, the water in the air, and the water on the planet, and the creative, how this earth is made up of that they didn't know about, another part of it, and turned it into a business world, too, because it's a future for them to understand technology. That It's more than just take it for granted water. So Bill and I went. They brought the students into the assembly. It was a theater-type seating, the assembly. And I told them I wanted to be on the floor, not on the stage, I said, get two mics. I'll have one, and we want one for the students. So so I went into the education about the water in their body and taught them about that water. And the faculty were a little surprised because they thought the kids might get bored. The kids were so fascinated. They'd never thought about it. Then I taught them about the atmosphere. If we didn't have the water in the atmosphere with the way they have to learn to breathe, they wouldn't be alive. Then I taught them about the earth at the beginning of time and the droplet of rain coming down and the beginning of what was invented throughout the millions of years. What we see out there is all because of water. Tony, you could have heard a pinfall. It went 15 minutes longer. They stood up and they cheered. Now, can you imagine doing that with school after school all over the world? Mm. Uh, you can probably tomorrow pick up the phone or today in, uh, there in Australia and talk to some of the kids and say, by the way, and interview them, when was the last time you were taught that your body is made up of water? Your eyes, the surface are 99% water. Your brain is 80 to 85% water and goes through those organs of the body, the percentage of water. Did you know that Qigong and Tai Chi are living with that atmosphere of water and connecting? Did you know that when you breathe, it's the way to connect with the planet? The whole planet has to do it or there would be, you wouldn't be able to live. Those mm. kids have not heard about it that way. The proactive health issues, not to to be vain, but they could be, but enjoy the relationship of how you eat, how you sleep, how you drink your water seriously every day, how you uh, 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 get a, uh, some exercise, 
uh, how you think about connecting away from the body, that there's something more important away from your body to touch than just your body. That the miracle of all of this is being in a health Olympics and learning more and never being satisfied that you could learn enough because Tony, when those babies are born, they need to be taught. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, no two people are alike. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. And when they have something happen that they think, oh, I'm feel different. They shouldn't feel so guilty. They should feel like maybe I'm, there's something special because they are all different. Don't you feel for the doctors all over the world and the scientists trying to come up with cures for all these population of people that every body is different? It's that evaporation of water when you're born and you left the mother's womb of water and you entered into the atmosphere immediately. You began an evaporation of water loss to death. Young people are not being taught that if they have an addiction problem or feel like they might have an addiction, maybe vulnerable, they might feel something. Don't think there's something you can go figure out what to do by learning. That's what Mm. I'm after. I think that the ideas of the future of the Health Olympics and helping people who are running into challenges with their health, that people can assist them and let them study what needs to be done. We need to offer those channels. We need to offer the fact that be vain, be wanting to study. Like over here in the United States, I don't know about there in Australia, but on the West Coast, we have an out-of-control homeless problem. In Seattle, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, homeless problem. Health issue. That's health issues. Nobody wants to be homeless anywhere in the world. Mm. But they need connections. They need, when, when they feel like there's something not right, they need a channel to turn to, to give them the assistance that, that there is a health Olympics. There is a challenge. That's what I'm after you today. You've got a background that went from entertaining people and those huge concerts They're famous all over the world. Then you went into all these different directions with your career, and you've been doing all this, all this time. How do you attract with people with your talent and your experience a health Olympics? I think think the the, the critical thing in all of that is you... Go ahead. Pardon? I said, look, the critical thing for me in all these things is, is it's, it's got to be reduced to something which is very, very simple to understand. And there at the same know. time, there is, it's, it, it's got to be very simple in what we're asking people or endeavouring people to do. So by way of example, you mentioned earlier about um, how much water. And I think everybody, well, those that know would acknowledge that everybody does not drink enough water in the course of the day. Um, right. And just, just drinking just drinking pure water and that just replenishment and actually what that does for, as you say, everything from physical health to mental health, just simply drinking more water. Now, 
there was a campaign run in this country a long time ago. As you know, there's an enormous issue here with melanomas in cancers due to the the, the, the sun and the heat in, in this country. And there was a simple campaign run many, many years ago, which was slip, flop, flap. And it just became... It just became uh, a mantra, and w- what it simply meant was slip on a T-shirt, slap on a hat, and slop on some suntan cream. And it was done in a mm-hmm. very entertaining, you know, there was an animated character mm-hmm. at the time, but it was just became... And then mm-hmm. kids used to be out, when they went outside, they'd just say, have you slip, slop, slapped? And mm-hmm. it just became this simple mantra because it was something that was easy to understand People could see why they had to do it. There was cause and effect. Nobody was kind of telling them what to do. Nobody was preaching to them. Nobody was giving them, I mean, the, uh, the you know, giving them all the bad news. They were just simply saying, this is something you should do or could do to help skin cancer. Um, right. And it became a very, very popular campaign. And I think that what you're talking about... Now, whatever, that, happened, whatever to, happened to that? Did it kind of diminish? I still, it's, you know, like 30, 40 years later, it's still going. It's still going. And it's oh, okay. kind of part of, the mantra, part of the mantra of this country is that kids grow up. And now it's mm-hmm. been legislated. I mean, you know, when I went to school, nobody had to wear a hat. But every school in this country now, when kids go outside, they have to have a hat on their head. Um, it's, now just, it's now just considered, you know, not only is it the law, it's just considered to be what one would do. And no child would think of going outside mm-hmm. in this country without a hat on their head mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so it just became mm-hmm. part of what we what we do, but it actually started with an ad campaign. And I think that you can look at this and say, you know, what is the most, what's the basic starting point? What's the best thing that people could do to just get them going? And that might be as simple as drinking. Get them excited about being something exciting to with each with uh, something like helping each other. Yeah. And know it, and so know it's thing. worldwide. It's not just you and your spot on the planet. It's others Correct. participating, uh, like the Health Olympics. And then you've got a community. You've got a community which is now linked, combined community through, obviously, through right. the Internet. So you've got this linked I like that word. You've got a community then. Yeah. Yeah, and you build a community, and people are saying, I've did this, and we've achieved this, and we've done that. And ultimately, people see the power of it, and retailers will get on board because at the end of the day, you're Fine. communicating to their customers, and their customers will, you know, that is an all a retailer wants is to have a better relationship with their customer, which is becoming more and more difficult to do due to the And the other thing, Tony, media. I think about when you're talking, and I was thinking about all along here too, all of a sudden, the community begins to invent ideas to help each other think right. about other things that nobody else thought about. And We're kind of back platform. to the and scientists all say their other. grandmother could be the one with common sense. Right. Youth can be also full of common sense and new ideas. People can do that. And, and because most good ideas come from just common sense. I mean most people, you know, it's it's you know, elections are won and lost by people now basically, you know, having to listen to their constituents and usually a large dose of common sense. Um, and I think that that's and and being open to those suggestions and giving people a platform. And that's that's all these, I guess, social networks have done. They've given people a platform. Now, at times that's used not for good, um, and that we tend to focus on that too much. But the majority of times, those platforms are there for social benefit, for social good, to communicate to people. I've tried this. I've done that. We can do this. And it's very, very mm-hmm. powerful because the power's gone back into the hand of the consumer, and that's one of the biggest challenges 
challenges for brands worldwide is that the, the power is now in the hands of the consumer. In the past, the brand could talk to you in a very kind of dictatorial manner. You know, do this, buy this, you know, we are best, you know, it, it's the whitest, it's the this, it's the fastest, it's the cleanest, etc. And now that's changed because the, the power is with the consumer and the consumer has the capacity to advocate and communicate and to critique and to support and endorse. And I think that once you... But they need a spark. They need something that actually goes, okay, I see the benefit in this. I understand the benefit. It's simple. It's easy to understand. What's been asked of me is not only makes sense, but it's engaging, it's entertaining, and it's straightforward. It's not complicated. It's not something that I have Mm -hmm. to think about in my daily life. It's just something that I do. And I think the capacity to actually come up with a campaign and then utilise you know, the world's resources through social media, through social platforms, through peer engagement. Well, and, and, and peer engagement. Me, there's YouTube, there's YouTube, there's Skype, there's all of these ways of bringing people in and uh, communicating right. that are fun that you can do it with countries all over the world, uh, different and getting people thinking and especially the youth. Uh, the youth are thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be talking today over in Africa uh, with a group. Uh, I'm going to be over in India today. I'm going to be over in um, Iran or Russia. Uh, we're going to be in China. We're going to have fun with different days. And, oh, my gosh, I've got to rush home. I've got, to get, I've got a meeting for about a half an hour or 15 minutes where we're going to learn something that somebody's going to be teaching us that they thought about of how to prepare a particular food for everybody to think about that's nutritious, um, how they can maybe uh, get some new secrets about how you sleep when you wake up, how you breathe. Um, there's, you know, but again, it, um, the future of, um, of your thinking, and you've got the perfect background because you started out with music. I'm a believer and you used to have your own band when you were a young man in Australia before you came to America. <laughs> yes. Less said about that's probably better. But, um, but, you know, and I guess there's one thing that when you were speaking that it just made me think, and uh, which then there is a cause with everything that there is a cause related component to this as well, because we work on the assumption and expectation that we have, as you do in that country, as we do, constant access to clean water and you don't even think twice when you turn on the tap that you can drink it but of course there's vast vast areas of this this world where quite frankly the access to clean water in itself is very very difficult if not impossible and so we that that has to become part of there's a community component to this as well that has to be there's a cause and and of course by raising interest and awareness in these issues and not only what it does for you from a, an individual's point of view and personal vanity, it also then starts to identify areas where, quite frankly, they just simply don't have the luxury that we have in, in these first world countries where you cannot right. get access to clean water. Now, that becomes... Well, you all believe this, go, Tony. We're out of time. And hmm. uh, But again, uh, what is your thinking today? I'll give you one minute here. Uh, what is your thinking that the world should be considering that would be a fun way to maybe consider a global movement and a a community of people being concerned about their health issues? What is your thinking there for a minute? 
Well, I think that the look the key the key thing is that people have people do have an expectation that they are going to be fit and healthy, but at times don't do much to do it. And what you've got to do is raise awareness, but you've got to do it in a way which is in fun, engaging, and simple to explain, and simple to activate, and simple to do. And if you because if it gets too complicated, people just give up. But if you can do something which becomes a worldwide trend where people say, I only have to do this and this, and these are the benefits, and we put a, you put a program around it which is fun and engaging, it actually you could start something quite monumental. And make it, Tony, I've got, we got to run, but make it common sense. Don't try to flare the words up to where people, no, simple, it's, it's, simple, you know, simple, make it common sense. Well, thank Let's you for uh, getting getting you're out of bed early this morning, I bet. And I appreciate your 17 hours ahead of us here in the United States on our West Coast. I hope we can do this again. And I'm sure when we hang up, you're going to get some thinking going and some ideas. Indeed. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You have a nice day that you've got coming. Good on you. Thank you. All the best. Thank Bye. you again. Bye. Well, audience, uh, we had a good time. There's so much to learn that Earth does whisper to all of us all over the world. Put somebody's heart in your hands, but enjoy your heart with everybody else. And I'm going to thank you for listening, and let's get that Health Olympics together. The power of water worldwide is what we're breathing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.